When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SFFIA listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington. I'm recording on September 10th, and today I'm talking about some serendipitous sci-fi fantasy reads, by which I mean that these books sort of just presented themselves to me. I did not exactly seek them out. They just sort of came into my life in really serendipitous ways and turned out to be awesome. So we're going to talk about them. Before we talk about them, let us hear about our sponsor, which is TBR, our very own subscription service, which offers reading recommendations personalized to your reading life. Want great new sci-fi and fantasy books to read, but overwhelmed by all the publishing buzz? Let us help. Tell TBR about your reading likes and dislikes and what you're looking for, and sit back while your bibliologist handpicks recommendations just for you. TBR offers plans to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email, so there's an option for every budget, and TBR is also available as a gift. TBR subscribers are matched to bibliologists based on their requests. So if you love thrillers and want more romance or you're looking for poetry by writers of color and maybe also some space opera, we've got someone who knows just what to choose for you. Recommendations Only is available worldwide and hardcover subscriptions are available in the U.S. Visit mytbr.co to sign up today. That's mytbr.co. All right. So what are these books that just sort of came into my life and then made me very happy? (laughs) The first is my sci-fi pick, which is The Vanished Birds by Simon Jimenez. And uh, content warning for child abuse, which is pretty pivotal to the plot, although not super on screen. This book I found because I went down to my local bookstore and was just sort of browsing around. And I can't go in there without buying something, obviously. So I picked up a couple of books that I had not seen anywhere else, but that they had staff recommendations for, which is one of my favorite things to do when I go to an indie bookstore. And so I grabbed The Vanished Birds because they had a staff pick for it, and it clearly was science fiction. Like, when you look at the cover, you're like, oh, yes, this is sci-fi. Uh, and the description tells you that as well. Uh, and and then I forgot about it until I went on vacation this summer, and I grabbed it to take with me. And again, serendipitous. It is one of my favorite sci-fi books that I think I've read in the last couple years, it is up there. It's up there. It's really, really incredibly well done. You start off on this, what becomes clear is a company planet, a farming planet. And our main character, Kada, is 
uh, part of this village where everybody works in the fields or near the fields to produce this one crop. And every like 10 years or something, the company that they work for sends people to collect the crop and, you know, they get money and there's it's like a big deal celebration. And then, you know, these uh, shippers, basically truckers, <laughs> interstellar truckers leave and everybody just goes back to their very quiet lives tending this crop. And the first time that Kata remembers this happening, there's a woman named Nia who comes from, you know, outer space from the company to get the crops. And at the celebration, they have this little encounter. She gives him a flute um, and he like idolizes her and is just constantly thinking about her. And every 10 years of his life, of course, she is in outer space, you know, traveling at faster than light speeds. So she is not aging at the same rate as him. They continue to have these interactions. And then you switch perspective and go to her. And one of the interactions that they have shared is that out of nowhere, a young boy who is in very rough shape crash lands on Kata's planet and they don't know what to do with him on this planet. And so they, you know, sort of put him in uh, care for until that they can hand him over to the other space goers. And so she comes and takes this child with her and you get to see how their relationship develops. You get to find out more about this boy. Where may, There's still a lot of mysteries around where he came from and, you know, the trauma that he has experienced and what the results of that trauma are going to be. Uh, but they, you know, develop this relationship and then you move forward and the story switches POV again, but I'm not going to tell you anymore because I don't want to give any spoilers. But you you shift around uh, from one person to the next, getting all of these different viewpoints on the events that are connecting these characters. And it's so beautifully done. It is so thoughtful. There's such rich character development here. The writing is gorgeous. I think it definitely straddles that line between, you know, I, I don't love the term literary sci-fi, but like this is a very thinky, very beautiful prose sort of sci-fi novel that does have a lot of plot to it. Um, but it's a really nice balance of all of those things. And I just I fell in love with the characters. There's so many fascinating themes and questions that Jimenez is asking about how we relate to each other. What does it mean to be in time in a different way than other people that you care about are in time? You know, what does it mean to find family? What does it mean to recover from trauma? All of these things. It's so much going on. And it's just so beautifully done. I'm just going to be revisiting this book, I think, for a while. And I cannot recommend it highly enough. Again, that's The Vanished Birds by Simon Jimenez. And then my fantasy pick, this is like a classic situation it sort of feels like. I don't tend to reread a lot of books from my childhood, A, because I don't have a ton of time to reread, and B, because I'm always nervous that I'm not going to like them as much as I used to. But my parents came to visit for the first time uh, in a while, and they brought, of course, some boxes of stuff that I had left at their house over the years because they're cleaning out the garage. And I was going through these boxes, and one of the 
the things that was in there was my old copy of Rose Daughter by Robin McKinley. And it's funny because I I know that Robin McKinley wrote two Beauty and the Beast retellings. She wrote one that's called Beauty and one that's called Rose Daughter. And I can never remember which one is which because I read them, you know, a billion times, but I also read them a long time ago and they've kind of melded together in my brain. But so here's my copy of Rose Daughter. And I was like, I could it, it had like a gravitational pull. I couldn't not pick it back up somehow. I just couldn't resist. And so I started reading it the other night. And oh man, I immediately got sucked in. It was it's such a wild experience to revisit a book that was so meaningful to you so long ago that you have had no exposure to since then. And I will say that it's a little bit reassuring in that I still really like it and I still love the way Robin McKinley writes. I feel like she really nails this sort of fairy tale language, but somehow also it feels modern and walking that line between those two things I think is a real feat. I think Ursula Le Guin does that very well. Also, she's one of the authors that comes to mind. There are others, but I, you know, those are the two that come to mind immediately. And it's just really fun. I'm having a really nice experience of revisiting Rose Daughter and seeing how McKinley is playing with the Beauty and the Beast mythology. It's very clear to me that one of the reasons I am obsessed with having roses now is, in fact, because I read this book at a formative age. The way roses are just woven into the DNA of the story and this retelling is is really cool and magical and is giving me all kinds of feelings about my own rose bushes. So yeah, I I I can't say what it would be like obviously if you've never read it before to read it now, but as somebody who's revisiting it, it's it's a really lovely experience for my brain and it's a nice little escape. Uh so that is Rose Daughter by Robin McKinley. Those are my serendipitous SFF reads that I wanted to tell you about. So there we are. That's our show. Uh, <laughs> SFF Yeah is sound edited by Natalie Baker. Many thanks to them for taking out all of my weird pauses and do-overs and making us sound great each and every episode. Thank you all for listening. As always, don't forget to vote for our book club that we're going to do. The picks are in the most recent episode of SFF Yeah, and you can go and check those out. Send us an email, sffyeah at bookriot.com. You can also send us other feedback at our email address. That's fine too. And if you have a chance to review us on your podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever, please do that. It helps other people to find the show. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.